So, our last Sunday in Elisha today, and uh, over the summer you've been with us, you'll have been part of, we looked at the, the widow's oil that was poured out, kept multiplying. Remember the guy that had to wash in the river, the soldier? There was the uh, army of God that surrounded the people. And do you remember the water pistol one uh, where the, they had to, or where Elijah, Elijah hit the river? So we've got the last one. And this one, as I've been reading it, I think God wants to, every week he's speaking to us. I think God has already, like we've been, uh, Ginny prophesied particularly, there's a gear change coming in open door. And I think this, uh, this picture very much uh, from this story carries it on. So can we pop it up? Thanks, Dougie. The PowerPoint. And I'll read you this story. It's 2 Kings chapter 6. Second slide. The first one, there's three slides, not the first, because that's like too much on the page. Go back one then. Okay, I think you can see it there. So, one, uh, 2 Kings 6. Let me pray, and then we'll read it. Jesus, we come to you the daily bread, and we say, give us today our daily bread. Would you feed us? Or would you speak to us? Would you open our ears, our hearts, to your plans, your purposes, your words to us as open door, us as individuals, couples, families, on mission? Or you have something to say to every one of us. You're not silent. You're not gagged. Lord, come and release your grace into our lives and hearts that strengthen us in this season. Amen. One day, a group of prophets came to Elisha and they told him, as you can see, this place where we meet with you, it's too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River. There's plenty of logs there and there we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. So he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, it was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot, and then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha says, and the man reached out and grabbed it. So who would like to grab Grab it. Okay, so one day, a group of prophets, they are, there's something in them for expansion. Do you know, as the people of God, there's something in all of us for expansion. That's one of the signs of the Spirit. If you are filled with the Spirit, if you've met Jesus, there's something in you for multiplying. Because God has spoken over creation. You remember right in Genesis, he says, go and fill the earth, multiply. There's something over people that is about expansion. All of us have got something in us that draws outwards. That's a sign of the Spirit. And it's also part of his work in the church. 
when Jesus or when the Spirit commissions that Jerusalem church, what happens? Actually, Jesus says you're going to get filled. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. And then later we can read they were scattered and Paul and it kept spreading and it's reached Kettering and it's got further to go. There's something in us. But they said, it's, where we're meeting is too small. Let's go down to the river where there's plenty of logs and there we can build a new place. Maybe God has put things in our hearts that, yeah, this is, this is God speaking. He's calling us to growth. He's calling us for advance. Godly vision, multiplication. And, okay, and, and I think I could see how it could work. So let's go down to the river. Let's go to Jordan. There's the logs. They've got strategy. But then it goes wrong. <laughs> then it goes wrong. The guy's chopping trees. He's doing God's work. God's put in our hearts. Let's chop these trees. And off it flies. The axe head falls into the river. Oh, sir, golly gumdrops. I don't know what he said. But, oh dear, he said. It was a borrowed axe. You know, sometimes we start out, we have a vision. God's calling us. And then it feels like, as Ginny was describing, sometimes it all closes down. The axe head has fallen. It's all gone pear-shaped. It's all gone wrong. But God had a solution, didn't he? Because the man of God was there and he spoke. And we'll look at that in a minute. When they had this idea of a project, they said, Elisha, will you come with us? Now, he's a man of God. He's the prophet of God. He could have said, I've got important prayers to make. I've got imp- you know, I'm the prophet of Israel, after all. But he went with them, this bunch of prophets, how many... They were, how skillful were they? Did he roll his eye? I don't know. But he went with them. And Elisha knew that when, where he went, God went. Because Elisha's name means God saves. So wherever he's going, he's, li- he's living out God saves. He's in the place of Shiloh or wherever it is, the gathering of prophets. He's by the river. God saves. But then there's this disaster. And it's a borrowed axe. You know, a borrowed axe, it would have been a prized possession. We're not talking about a computer economy here. We're talking about people that farm and chop trees. That's your livelihood. It's a borrowed axe. This is like the really important thing in the household. And he's lost it. Horror. The company of prophets say, now what's happened? But only one of them came and said, where is it? Only one of them came and said, where is it? Now he knows the answer isn't in him. The answer is, okay, God, you need to do something here. It wasn't that Elisha knew where it was. And even Elisha's looking, saying, go with us with Elisha. Axe head falls in. Elisha's thinking, my name, God saves. God, what's your solution? Where is it? He points into the water. Elisha's thinking, oh God, show me, show me something. There's no Bible story for Elijah to read and think, oh yeah, there was that time when iron floated in water. There's nothing. Oh God, what are you going to do? God says, Elisha, tell him to throw in a bit of wood. Elisha gets a bit of wood. Are you crazy? But okay, I trust you. Elisha throws in the wood. The axe head floats. I mean, I'm surprised Elisha's 
gobsmacked. The, the company of prophets are amazed. But the something was resolved and the axe head was returned. What is this story about? As I've read it, what on earth is it in there? What on earth does it mean for you and I in Open Door and us going to work this week, us in this moment of history? What on earth does that mean? Um, not many of us are using axes. Maybe Paul, I don't know, you're using some. Not many of us are using iron. What does it mean? And as I've read this story, and maybe as you read it this week, I encourage you to read it, I think God is saying some things to us as a church. And so I bring these to you. We want to weigh them. We want to hear them in our hearts. I think, number one, God is renewing and speaking to us in open door about growth and expansion because the spirit in us is burdened to reach out and grow and touch wider than 120. The spirit of God is burdened for Kettering and the regions. And maybe those things stir in your heart. Maybe they're yet to. But just like the prophets felt this place is too small, God is stirring you and I to see this place is too small. He's given us something in Kettering and beyond. You know, right at the start of Open Door, there was a sense of burden that we're not just gathering for Kettering, but the district, Burton Latimer, Barton Seagrave, Corby, Market Harbour, Rothwell, Desborough, and some of you are from those places. It's part of our call, and God is renewing it. God is saying, yes, the axe that was sharp, I'm giving it back to you. Because some of us might have dropped it for all sorts of reasons. The other thing that the God is, I think, saying to us and if you like, all these stories of Elisha have the same thread. The man of God or God's people in God's place have God's resource. So the oil God's people, Elisha, brings God's resource. Pour it out. Elisha, the guy with leprosy, get in the river. God's people in God's place bring God's resource. And you and I are God's people, aren't we? So that equation, that sentence, God's people in God's place bring God's resource, that has never changed. That has never changed. So you and I are God's people. We're in God's place. I don't mean Eden Centre. I mean we're in God's place. We're in his gathered church. And therefore, we bring and are called to bring God's solution. Yeah? I think God is saying, open door, my call on you, and the reason I've put you here is that you are part of my solution for this town and this district. Do you hear that? We are not here to have a holy time in this building every week, once a week at half ten and gather for some nice things. We, that's part of what we do. But the reason Jesus has left us on earth is not so we have Sunday services. It's because he's sending us, he's called us to be a resource to our places. God's people in God's place bring God's resource. 
That's what God is calling to us, I believe. It's part of his sharpening the axe. It's part of why he's given us this barn of a building. He's calling us. See, church is, church is not a service. It includes gathering, but it's so much more. The people of God, anointed by God. We're empowered by God. Do you believe that? Do you know that? You are empowered by God. And that means you have access to heavenly resource that Elisha also had access. Otherwise, what's the point of the story? And we think, that's great for him, he's a prophet. But the rest of us just have to muddle through and we ain't got nothing. Unless Elisha's story is an invitation to be our story. Maybe the stories of the Old Testament are there for an example for us not to just have a bit of history in the in the faith, but to know that God speaks and acts today. It's his energy on us. I believe the prophetic call on us as Open Door is that we influence towns around. Things are different because the people of God are here. Do you know when you go to work tomorrow, sit at your desk in front of the kids, wherever it is, things are different because the people of God the person of God is there. Lord, help us see that. Things are different because you are there. You're not just there to earn a few bob to pay for the heating. God, help us. You're there because you carry God. You make a difference in your workplace, in your street. Things are different. Why? Not because you've got it. It's not because Elisha's got a plan. If iron axes fall in rivers, go to part, you know, you know what to do. Now, God, what's your answer? I believe God is restoring our prophetic edge, that we be a resource. We have continued with our heart for the poor. Lord, we be a resource. With our heart for Kettering, Lord, we be a resource. This praying we do in different communities uh, later on in, in, um, in the month. God, what do you, how do you want us to be part of this resource to those? Now here's a question. What if Elisha had said, I'm not coming? What if Elisha had said, I'm staying at home, it's safer. I mean, I don't want to go to the Jordan, you know, they've got flies and midges. Or, I've got, I've got, some, script, I've got some scripture to write. I... I what if Elisha had stayed at home? What if you and I stay at home? I think, Lord, help me. Even these last couple of years of COVID, we, we were like forced to stay at home. And actually, it's quite nice in a way. We can shut the door. And, but friends, what if we stay at home and... We miss out being the resource. I mean, it's scary when you're with Elisha and then it's falling in the water and he looks at you and I... When I'm following Jesus and Jesus says, now you feed them. I, think, oh, I wish I'd stayed at home. But which one gets the story? Which ones are the resource? Well, we've got this lunchbox. The rest of the disciples look at him and think, yeah, what's all that about? You know the story. Us look at Elisha and think, throw a stick. Where did you go to school? 
Iron's heavier than water, it sinks. What if Elisha had stayed at home? What if the axe man, the mad axe man, what if he hadn't had shouted, Help! Oh my! Whatever he said when the axe fell in the wall, what if he had kept quiet? So it's not just the people of God, but what if we don't cry for help when we need it? What if I think, I can't cry for help. People will think, it was my fault, says the axe. Oh, you should have had it on, you should have fixed it. You should have bought, should have bought a, prop, you know, a decent one. What if, what, what if you and I don't cry for help when we need it? And then the people that would be the resource don't know that there's a need to fill. Because I haven't told Elisha I've dropped it. I'm just like, I think there's two. There's two sides, aren't there? Lord, help us be those who don't just stay at home, but trust you, step out, part of this call. But sometimes when we have, like the axe man, like the whole group of prophets, sometimes I need to say, help, my axe has dropped I've dropped the ball. I've lost it. So as a church, as individuals, sometimes we can feel like I've dropped it. I've lost it. I've lost that edge. I think back 10 years ago, five years ago, oh, the spirit stirred in me, but now oh, I'm here every now and then. I, I'm part of church. Well, no, I, I think God is gathering us and stirring us to be the people of God in God's place that bring his resource. And he's calling some of us back to that because it was something we ran through. You know, the prophetic comes in a sense of shaping us. It comes in the sense of contributions on the Sunday. Some of us have carried the prophetic sharpening as, as a burden, as an intercession. I just want to talk to, you, to those at the minute. Maybe you've known the burden and the intercession of God. Romans talks about we pray with, ah, with groans. Maybe you've known intercession in your heart and you think, ah, yeah, not, not now. I mean, I pray occasionally. I think God wants to sharpen some of us with a burden of prayers, the gift of intercession. And sometimes it comes up and it's a, ah, God, it's not very, mess, it's not very pretty, it's messy, it's tears, ah, Lord, move. God wants to bring that in some of us. That's our prophetic sharpening. As well as the one that say, throw the stick. Some of us are those that hear God and we're, ah, we're carrying a burden. I wonder if the Holy Spirit wants to come now upon some of us to renew intercession. Young, old, male, female, God gives us a burden to pray. It's part of his intercession. Holy Spirit, come. Maybe you know that. Even as I talk of that, a sense of your heart beating. Yes, Lord, birth prayer in me again. Prayer with intercession. Oh, Lord, do that in me again. Awaken me with hunger and thirst for prayer. If that's you, just 
reach out your hands and say, Lord, would you restore the axe to me again? Would you sharpen the axe head? Maybe you've dropped it, maybe you've put it down, maybe other things have just, oh, those are important now. Lord, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Birthing prayer, intercession in our hearts. And then do we see what happened with Elisha? He knows the problem. He has a, I guess, it's a word of wisdom. It doesn't, the passage doesn't say, and God said, Elisha, chuck in the stick. But there's a word of wisdom that comes to him. You know about the nine spiritual gifts? Sometimes look at them in Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 12. The first one that's listed is what? first one that's listed is wisdom. What if part of our resource, your resource for your work, is a gift of wisdom? Doesn't our town, don't your workplaces, don't where we go, isn't a gift of wisdom necessary? What if we're influence of God's resource with a gift of wisdom? Would you like to receive a gift of wisdom? Lord, I pray, if you want a gift of wisdom, grab it. (laughs) Lord, I will ask you for a gift of wisdom for my workplace, the gift of spiritual wisdom for my my employees, a gift of wisdom with those that I live with, those that I meet daily. Lord, give me a gift of wisdom in that relationship. Give me a gift of wisdom, Lord, with my kids. Lord, we ask you, Lord, spiritual gifts of wisdom, that we hear you and your solution. Because we're your people and you say your children, your sheep know your voice. Well, I pray the gifts of wisdom coming upon us. So what happens to Elisha, I guess, a gift of wisdom. One of the other things I just sense that God is going to restore to us, is restoring to us. See, a sharp axe is about cutting a harvest. And don't we, Lord, that there will be salvations, baptisms in open door. Lord, hasn't it been too long? Too long that we have known the thrill of seeing babies born, born again in open door as part of God's work. Oh, Lord, come. Come in my heart. God restoring the sharpening of the axe. We see salvations. It's great to know God has been at work. God has been at work in the church. He has been saving, adding. But Lord, there are thousands. Thousands. Lord, come and release your burden. Lord, that those with an evangelistic edge are sharp. It's great. David Woodward and I think David Prince. You've been out, I think you've done a little bit, or you were talking about it. Lord, it's not just those, but Lord, the evangelistic gift in Open Door, who we are is sharp. Lord, come and sharpen me. Sharpen us. 
Lord, that your heart and burden, Lord, it's your work, it's your energy, Lord, come upon us. Father, we pray for the prophetic sharpening, Lord, the evangelistic sharpening. Come. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. God's people, Lord, bringing God's resource. Lord, may we be those, Lord, we know we carry the gospel of hope. Lord, come and release fresh grace in us. Friends, I don't want anyone, a point of, I'm not, there's no condemnation. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. But may we, Lord, there was a sharpness in my life, I know, in sharing uh, my faith that has been absent. What, what about, maybe you're the same. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but Lord, come. Like the axe man, it's sunk, it's lost in the river. It's lost in the pond of busyness, other priorities. Lord, sharpen it. God's people in God's place brings God's solution. Now, faith comes because Elisha knew that God sees. It was not Elisha that had the plan. Okay, this is what you do, you throw in the wood. Friends, when we're in the situations that we face every day, we don't need the solution. We need to listen to the one who does. That's my hope for leading a church. It's not that I know what to do. And we, Dave and I, we talk about it. It's not that, okay, we know what to do. We know the steps. To, no, but Jesus does, and we listen to him. And I guess it's the same for all of us in our homes, our kids, our marriages, in our lives, in our work. Lord, we don't know what to do, but you do. Elisha's built up a track history of faith and trust, hasn't he? A track history. God, you see. You saw the widow. What do we do? Tell her to get some jugs and pour it out. God, you see the guy with leprosy. What do we do? Tell him to get in the river. God, you see this army around us, military might. What do we do? Look at God's army. Friends, I think in this season, God is renewing our, our sight to see him and his solutions. He's placed you in your places of work and wherever we live. We're born of the Spirit. We're anointed by the Spirit. We have access to his resource. Let me finish with these thoughts. As in all the Old Testament, ask, where is Jesus? Where's Jesus in this story? Where do you think? Can we just go and... Oh, no, that's fine. That's, that's okay. Where's Jesus? Where's the God-man? Where's the one who gives us hope? Well, maybe he's like Elisha. He comes to us and he lifts us out of the pond, the mud, and he lifts and restores us. God is doing that today. What's the solution to the axe man's loss? Throw in the stick. Throw in the stick. Throw in the wood. Throw in the wood into the water and the wood will bring restoration. Some of you are there already. The wood brings salvation to the man that has lost his axe. The piece of wood is God's solution to Elisha's need and the axe man's loss. 
So now you can, where's Jesus? The peace of words, Adrian. It's the peace of words. The words, the cross. Jesus dying on the tree, the words brought us salvation and lifted us out of the muddy pond where we have sunk to the bottom. The words brings us up, not our efforts. The iron can never float to the top. The iron can't save itself. The iron is stuffed and buried. And so are you and I without the cross. It was never our ability to bring us up. Somehow in God, the word lifts the iron and it floats. And you and I are brought out of the mud and the lake of, the lake of lostness through the wood of the cross. Jesus became sin so that you could be raised up without it. You are cleansed. We are righteous. Those of us that say, Jesus, save me, man of God. There's no guilt or shame that is greater to sink you than the cross can lift you. Okay? There is nothing in the world that can separate us from this wood. There's nothing else stronger. So whatever our weeks, whatever our lives, remember that verse from Chronicles. God, it's in God we trust. It's in you. We depend on it. Friends, our only defense and dependency before God is on the wood that floats the axe. So all these things about God's resource, it's not because we've got it. It's not, come on, empty your pockets. Come on, try harder. No, it's God. What do you want to do? What's your solution in my family? What's your solution in my workplace? Jesus went to the place of sacrifice so that you and I can live with access to God's resource. You will receive power when the Spirit comes on you. Power to be my witnesses. What is our witness? That God is enough. Otherwise, my witness is, well, I haven't got a clue and nor has he. Our only hope for the world, and in this season in the UK, our only hope is not, we've got it sorted, do this, do that. No, our hope as God's people is, he has a solution. He has a solution. We can do bits to help, but ultimately, it's not any one charity that can solve it. No, it's God is our solution. And that gives us a unique place to stand. Not as victorious and look how clever we are, but look how God, good, look how good God is. The love that flows, that Liz reminded us, that's what we point to. That's what brings the cross to life in our hearts. So there's the axe man. Lord, would you come upon us? Read the story this week. Chew over it, Lord. Come upon us, I pray, for fresh release of the prophetic. Lord, of that sense of being sent people. Lord, of carrying your heart for the poor, the lost, the last. Sharpen us. Lord, come upon us. Oh God, with wisdom in our situations. Lord, where we've lost it, where we cannot see the way through, Lord, would you show us how to apply the cross. Lord, and bring your life to us in open door. May that we be the city set on the hill because the cross has saved us. 
Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Let's just wait a moment. Just encourage you. Lift your eyes to him, your heart, your hands. Sometimes it helps. Uh, the sense of, Lord, here I am. I ask for your wisdom. I come to the cross. If you've never done that, come to the cross of Jesus and say, I'm in need. Help, Lord. Or maybe it's return to the cross. Lord, I'm in need. I've dropped the axe. But you have a plan. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. God's going to be restoring sharp axes all over the place. Remember Jeanette the other week and Andy encouraged us about God's fresh grace for leadership, fresh grace to carry weight, fresh grace to be influencers. Even those of us that are growing older, there's fresh grace, not just here, but in our places of influence and work and where we live. Come, Lord, sharpen the axe of open door, not because we're special, but because of your heart for Kettering, with your heart. Come, Lord, why don't we pray and ask for God's heart for our town. Pray and ask for God's heart for your community. Why don't we lift our voices as we finish. Lord, come on us for Kettering, Barton, Seagrave, Burton, Latimer, Corby, Rothwell, Desborough. Lord, come on us, Broughton, Morsley, come on us. Come on us, Lord, with your heart for our communities. Lord, sharpen the axe through open door that we be, Lord, we, be, we carry your resource. Lord, I pray for those back at work this week in schools and the offices, politics, charities, retired. Lord, that we be the resource. Show us. Oh, God, we come to you. Lord, we have nothing except you. Give us your resource for our community. Lord, as we have a heart for the poor and those who are on the fringes, Lord, Lord, it's not our pennies that are going to save the day. Lord, but it's your resource in us. Come, Lord, on the churches in Kettering that we be a resource. Oh, Lord, stir us in our workplaces, in our families. Lord, it's not our clever parenting that will save the day. But, Lord, it's you, the resource. Give us wisdom for our little ones, our babies, our teens. Lord, those... Lord, we struggle with, oh God, come on us with your resource. Come and anoint us. Holy Spirit, bring breakthrough. Lord, in our marriages where we're stuck, Lord, we need your resource. Lord, in our health, come Lord. Thank you for medicine and doctors, but Lord, we ask you, come Lord with a resource in our lives of your healing and power. Lord, in our finances, would you bring breakthrough? Oh God, where poverty seems to just bite at our heels, Lord, come. Come, Jesus. We look to you, Lord. Thank you for the state that helps. Thank you for friends and church that is part of it, Lord. But you, the cross, your salvation, Lord, is our hope. In you we trust. Amen. God, come. God, come. Amen. So, there's Elisha. Have a great week.